This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 313 of the Ask Gary V Show, and I'm excited because uh, the amazing woman that I'm about to introduce all of you to is a true bred entrepreneur in the way that I like to call it. I've just been so impressed about uh, her career and I'm gonna let her introduce herself. She also brought tequila, which we'll have to ask her what that's all about, uh, but I'm excited about that and uh, that's the show. So Marcy, why don't you say hello to the Vayner Nation and tell everybody a little bit about who you are. Hey Gary, thanks so much for having me here. Go ahead, no problem. That way? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, I'm Marcia Kilgore, and I've been an entrepreneur now for about 30 years. I brought some. So you tequila. started when you were zero. I started when I was zero. Thank you for that. That was really good. <laughs> that, was that was charming, that right? Was quick. Yeah. I'm good like that. I'm suave, boys. His charisma is amazing here. He's reeking of charisma. Go ahead. Um, 30 and years. I started Bliss Bar in New York yes. back in 1996, and then sold it to LVMH in 1999, and um, then sold it again to the Starwood Hotel Group in 2004, and then I started a business called Soap and Glory which I sold to Boots Alliance Walgreens. Yes, that's the big UK retailer. Well, Walgreens is also, yes. yeah. Yeah, it's true, yeah, that's everywhere. right. They're yep. global, they're yep. global. They are. And then I started a footwear brand called Fitflop in 2007, which okay. is globally sold yep. and still have it. Yep. And then uh, started a small ecological brand called Sober Duper, which is only sold in the UK at the moment, but it's about doing everything right with recycled plastic and ecological formulas. And then, I came up with the idea for the big whopper, the big one, which is called Beauty Pie. Beauty Pie. And it is a disruptive buyer's club for lovers of luxury cosmetics. Break that down for me. So real quick, as we recap, five meaningful businesses that you've launched. So far. And, and what did you learn with Bliss? Bliss is obviously a brand I know extremely well, um, did extremely well here on the East Coast and all over the world, but I hit my radar as, which, which catches my attention. What did you learn in that first? What were you doing before that, in 96? 96, um, before that, I had yes. a little spa. It was called Let's Face It. Let's it Face It. Me, first, well, in 92, I started doing facials. Okay. And then I did facials on my own in a room for a couple of years and okay. then opened a And where did you do Let's that? Face it. When, where? Where, where? Where? Soho, Prince and Broadway. Nope, Prince and, gosh, it was so long ago. Prince and Lafayette, <laughs> Spring and Lafayette, Spring and Lafayette. So in New York. Reverse, yeah, in New York, yeah. And you were born where? I was born in Canada. In Canada, in what part? In Outlook, Saskatchewan, Canada. No kidding. 200 people. And it's you, bigger now, 2,000. And you yeah, knew you and, wanted to be in New York one day? No, in fact, no, but I was really bored in Canada. And my sister was a model, and she came to New York when she was probably 18, and so I was 13 or so, and one summer I came to visit her, and then I knew I wanted to come to New York. Really? Yeah, there was so much incredible pumping energy, right? And all mm-hmm. you needed was a piece of pizza <laughs> and, and somewhere to sleep. So I knew I wanted to come back when I finished high school. Cool. Yeah. Or, and you did? Well, I got accepted to Columbia, and Good then you. Well, except then my payment issues yep yeah kind of fell through so yep. I ended up moving here but not having enough money to go to school so I didn't have tuition understood so I worked as a personal trainer and was your, I was also was your sister builder. still here uh, she was at the time yes yeah so I I was a body See, now, when she just dropped the bodybuilder part your eyes lit up yeah so well, yeah you should, well you just know, it's just cool like I you're like the muscles. I, not from the body really abs of steel right you were hardcore yeah I was a champion bodybuilder That's amazing. when I was about 17 it's amazing. Are you gonna ask me how much I could have bench press? No, but I want you to share it. It was quite a lot. How much? Like 180. It's real. It wasn't bad for, you know, for a girl. Sure, yeah. it's way more than Andy can do. Kevin Durant could have bench pressed 185. 
Right, yeah. and he went to the draft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he went on to become better technique. Yeah, you don't always need also the technique pecs, is real. You know, as somebody who like pecs. honestly, as somebody who like started like only lifting like four years ago, technique is everything. I was doing all like up here. Yeah, like, no, not yeah, in the traps. It's, it's all, yeah, I got. It it. I learned yeah, that stuff. The, yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> Was your sister? I'll take were, you to the gym one Please, day. I'm looking okay, forward yeah. to it. So your sister was living here when you? She was living here. So you crashed I, with her. I crashed with her for a That was fun? Few, no. Horrible? Uh, you know, well, let's just say I evolved. Understood. Yeah, and it's a family thing. I and understand. sometimes you can live together and sometimes, sometimes you can't you live can't. together. Yes. Yeah, so got it. I evolved. And yes. then I got a job as a personal trainer when I was about, I guess I was 18, working at this gym called Better Bodies which was on, I think, 19th between Broadway and something, and everybody worked out there, so Jean-Claude Van Damme worked out there, <laughs> and Gladys Portuguese, who he subsequently married, and yes. they're still married today. Did they meet there? I don't know, they were okay, both keep bodybuilders. Going. Keep going. And then, you know, there was a lot of sort of the glitterati of the time. So sure. you had the film producers and the directors and all the cool yep. whoever. Yep. Whoever was whoever that At wanted that time. muscle. Yep. Yeah. And so I went there and was working out, and everyone approached me to be their personal trainer. So I ended up getting a job being a personal trainer and then trying to save money so I could go back to university, which I came here for in the first place. And is that what happened? Um, well, I started taking classes at NYU part-time. Yep. But then it was very hard to juggle the personal training schedule and the class. I used to fall asleep in economics. Right. So I kind of, and you know, it was very, very expensive. And we were taught at the time by grad students who weren't necessarily English speaking, which was difficult in calculus. So I dropped out and then I started to go part time to Baruch. And I really focused on then learning how to give facials, which was sort of a side gig off the personal training because my skin got so bad. So one summer, instead of going to the Hamptons where I would be, you know, trapped by, yeah, trapped by a wealthy family who wanted me to exercise them at whatever time of the day, I don't, don't think what you're thinking. You're uh, not, uh, okay. No, I wasn't, I'm not, I actually <laughs> still don't even know where you're going, but well, go that's ahead. that's good, that's good, that's good. Go ahead. I decided I would take a course in how to give facials. And so I went to the Christine Valmy School of Facials, which was the only thing back then, and learned about how to do facials and skin, you know, skin treatments and waxing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I, after, convinced my personal training clients to let me practice giving them facials after I would give them a personal training session. Amazing. So I would carry a steamer on my back and go up to Park Avenue and have all the, first the workout equipment, right? And then the steamer and all of the beauty equipment. And I would run them up and down their stairs and I would do yoga class with them. And then I would give them a facial. Amazing. And then I learned how to get better and better, of course, at doing facials. And then I got a small studio in the East River Savings Bank building on Spring Street in Lafayette. And then people started coming to me and then I gradually started doing less personal training and more facials and then it kind of went from there. Very organic. So literally the business started by you scratching your own itch of trying to solve your own singular problem. Well, that's always it, isn't it? You know, this is a huge thesis of mine, which is why I'm leaning in and I love that you jumped on it. Yeah. Like, would you tell me that the five businesses since or the four businesses since have similarities or then it evolved later on? Um, certainly two of them absolutely have similarities. Fit Flop, which was one of them, I had no time to exercise. Did you have any sense that you were an entrepreneur? Oh, uh, no. As absolutely. a kid? Well, okay, I never had a job working for anybody else. Okay, well, that's a good take. So, What about as a kid, like shoveling snow or like trying to make a buck, was that in you? Yeah, I'd babysit. I had maybe three or four part-time jobs when I was in high school. Okay. Yeah, because I had to, because my dad died when I was 11. Sorry. So, thanks, but it gave me a gift. 
Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Adversity is the foundation of success. Yeah, and you learn that you just got to make it for yourself. Nobody's going to provide Nobody's it for gonna you. Nobody's going to cry for you. No, and my no. mom did not cry for me, <laughs> not for a second. So there was no, don't worry, it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard that. It was, let's figure this out. It was me saying to her, let's figure this out. I understand. Yeah, so we figured it out. And actually, it's really served me. So it's a terrible thing that happens, but you got to turn everything into, no, I understand. yeah, why is it working for you instead of to you, I right? I have the best mom in the world, and she lost her mom at five. Yeah, so it must be tough. So I, I genuinely believe that a lot of her greatness yeah. comes from that adversity. Sure. Uh, and the natural DNA and a million other variables, but understood. Yeah. So so what? how did Bliss come about from that singular location? Well, so I had that one facial treatment room, yeah. and it got really busy, and people used to have to wait in the hallway. So I got a larger space where we built out three treatment rooms and manicures and pedicures and then hired a receptionist and then we had- It became real. Yeah, it became real. And it was still called Let's Face It. And then the waiting list that we had there was, you know, 18 months. So people are starting to actually get angry because if they tried to rebook an appointment and they didn't book 18 months in advance for their facials- 18 months. Yeah, people would book. I want Tuesday night. I want the second Tuesday of every month. And they'd book 18 months out. Oh, 18 months. Got it, got it, got it. The whole schedule was booked 18 months out. So you just couldn't get in. So I thought, well, I've got to expand. And real quick, from my own knowledge, was it completely word of mouth or did the Post or the Times or did some, did you have a viral moment in the old media world? Sure, yeah. We had a lot of, we had a lot of magazine press. Not much newspaper at the time. When I opened Bliss, we had the Times. Yeah. You know, but everything else was kind of Vogue or Glamour or Self or whatever Celebrity they were back clients, then. clients, is that what it was driving it? We had a lot of those. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but I understand. Yeah, they were, the you know, concerned. they need facials too. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> so what, how did it go to bliss? Uh, so then it was that. It was the 18-month waiting list, and people were starting to get really upset that we couldn't, you know, get anybody else in. So people would call, and there was just no way you could get in for any kind of appointment for 18 anybody. months. Yeah, so obviously you've got to expand, right? And there happened to be an empty space in our building, the Leo Castelli Art Gallery. And so he was closing and we took over and opened, well, it took about six months to build. It was upstairs in the same building so I could run up and down and look at the construction and yep. choose paint colors and all that kind of stuff, which was great. And um, we opened in July of 2006. And, and it was 10 it, rooms. And you named it Bliss this I time? I did because Why? I wanted to I thought, what is the greatest feeling that I can give to my clients so that when yes. they're in here or they're walking out, they just have a moment of, you know, what yes. is the very best thing I can provide? Because people in New York, were, I mean, still are, right? So stressed, yeah. so fast. Yeah. They just need a minute. And what do you want to make them feel? And then I had that, you know, you have that feeling and mm -hmm. then you have that moment and then all the hair on your body stands up. Mm -hmm. It was one of those moments when that name came to me. Good for and you. And that was it. Yeah. What happened from there? So we opened in July of 2006. There were 10 treatment rooms and it was full. So Vogue wrote about us again and then there was a New York Times article and we were, you know, full page the same the section. You had the, the same, same problem, problem, just at bigger scale. Yeah, so then we had to think, okay, what are we gonna do now? Because we still had to pay off the construction and yet we had no rooms available. So then we were looking for a space above or below and we ended up expanding upstairs. But it took a couple of years because we had no money. So it was that, you know, I never borrowed. I just hoped. <laughs> you just executed. You gotta execute. Anybody can theorize. Anybody can hope. Yes, anyone can hope, right? Yeah. You gotta execute against the hope. You, you prepare. Yeah. Yeah. So never raised capital? No, I've never raised capital. Um, I've stuffed it between my mattresses and saved it, you know? Good for but you. Yeah, well you gotta be frugal. 
And then what happened? It got so hot that the big company came along and we made had an offer few. that you couldn't refuse. We had a few, uh, yeah. We had a few circling around. So 1999 was kind of this hot yes. time. For everybody watching, because there's a lot of youngsters. Yeah, 1999, you born yet. <laughs> 1999 was just like it is now. You know how I make fun of too much money in the system? Yeah, there was a lot. And it was, you know, Bliss was there, Kate Spade. Yep. She had just started her company, Crunch. Yep. Had just started, remember all of those things. And it was yeah. all at the same time. There was a real energy, creative energy yeah. going on. There always is in New York, thank God. Yeah, it's true. But then there seem to be pockets where always. new brands come always. and they, these brands stay. Yep. Because Bliss is still very big today. Yeah, it's great. But it doesn't always happen. Do you feel great about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah, it means you really made something that really resonates and it's timeless. You know, what's fun is when it's not your company, you're driving along and now you see a new location yeah. and you just like smile or think yeah, back to still something. Going. That's yeah. neat. It's got something that actually keeps So it sold rolling. pretty quickly after. You had, you know, you had your first place, but as Bliss, it was only three years, huh? Yeah, we were, well, three years in, we started to get approached by a lot of different large conglomerates. And, you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs that are going through this right now, were you kind of like, I'm never selling, I'm going to build this monster? No. Okay, so you not were always open to it. I would, I never thought about it. I never right. thought about it, but I had lived on a futon with a small television and a vacuum cleaner <laughs> in a one bedroom apartment in the East Village for you know a long time. By the way, remember how I always talk about how'd you have the money to do things? How did you not borrow money? There was your answer. Yeah, you go to Benny's Burritos once a week if you're lucky. One of the biggest things I get pushback on for me is because I talk about not pouring the money back into business or not making as much money. Yeah. And people don't understand that you could have a huge business, yeah. but live like shit. Everybody thinks a business is supposed to take, like so many people take the money out of the business so they can live glamorous. Yeah. And I'm like, the business is your life. Yeah, that's gotta be it, right? You gotta sacrifice. That's it's what you choice. did. Yeah, of course, but I didn't know did, how to do anything else. And but I'm sure you remember, just to remind some people, like I'm sure there were people in your life at that point, Bliss is hopping, it's getting all this press, and then you have like a friend come over and be like, this is where you fucking live? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you love that? I don't care. That's the answer. Yeah, who cares? I mean, it's not, you're not doing it for other people. You're doing it for yourself. And I don't care what anybody thinks about where I live. And it was perfectly fine. And one of my friends did great trompe on the inside of my apartment <laughs> for a couple of facials. We swapped. Barter, so, baby. Yeah, I loved it at the time. And you know what? I walked to and from work. It was you great. You give just, a fuck. Like, no. if you, when I think about where I lived the seven years I was building the wine business, it was just a fucking bed. Yeah. You're not there. Uh, you're not there. You're not there. No. It's like staying in really, really expensive hotels. I know it's glamorous for Instagram and stuff, but you know what? Come on. You're barely in there. Honestly, I'm just really focused on the water pressure and the Wi-Fi. Yeah. The Wi-Fi like, has got to be good. To me, if the Wi-Fi... is got to be clean. You know what's yeah. funny? I'm a little bit dirty that way. Like, I'm even <laughs> weird. Like, sometimes, like, weird shit has happened to me, like, traveling in hotels, like... The bed is not as clean. Like there's something, maybe a weird hair. Like nothing skeeves me. That could, nothing skeeves me. No. Nothing skeeves me. Could be the housekeeper. Nothing skeeves me. They have hair. Uh, but if the water pressure <laughs> like in the shower isn't good, good, I'm fucking dead. Okay. I need water pressure mm -hmm. and I need Wi-Fi. Yeah. Literally, when I both my apartment and my home, like right now, like that, like to my wife, it was like that's the only two things that matter to me. I'm like a good. I care about nothing else. Come on, decent mattress. I don't know. Helps. Probably, but I don't really know what I, I I'm know, so fucking know. exhausted at the end of the day that, you don't know. that I'm like sleeping regardless. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know water pressure? Mean. Yeah. In the shower? Wi Fi. Earplugs? You know what? I'm so fucking uncomfortable. Wow, By the way, yeah. I don't mind earplugs. I've done it. I like a bit of earplugs. You know the what? wax ones are really good. If I'm able to know that for some weird reason, occasionally eight days a year, that I can really sleep in, yeah. 
earplugs when I'm home and I know it can sleep to noon if I need it, that's when I'll do it because I'm like, I'm not missing this rare opportunity to go like for 15 hours of sleep. Yeah. But, but otherwise. water pressure, Wi-Fi. Okay. I keep it basic. We anyway. Got it. So, Bliss Cells. Bliss Cells. And I stayed ha- for a while. Makes sense. Yeah, because uh, the out, W Hotel group handed was, over. Yeah, they, I get it. And they wanted me to stay. Did and you I tried do, that when for you, a while. When you obviously you made some money in that. Yep. What, if anything, did that mean to you? Did um, you buy a better place because you were ready? Yeah, I bought an apartment yep. in Brooklyn. Yep. Um, we bought in Dumbo when it was just up and coming. You know that really great Midas neighborhood. Like, <laughs> well, it was. That's no, amazing. That's that like was fucking husband. brilliant. That was my husband. Kudos to him. You fucking Dumbo drilled it. Yeah, he totally drilled it. Actually. Yeah, he did really well. No shit, if you bought in 2000 or 2001 Dumbo, yeah, he that's did really, fucking crazy, you crushed it. He's, he's really good, good at, for him. The, at the real estate yeah. thing. Yeah, and he, and he actually convinced me, I wanted to buy a small apartment in this he building. He went bigger. He went bigger, he was right. And then he, when that's we awesome. moved out of New York, he sold it for, you know, he really. Well. Yeah, he and where did you really move from well. New York to? We moved to London because we had opened a Bliss in London. And we wanted also to be a little bit closer to his family who's in France. So we thought, you know what, we've done New York for 18 years. He'd been here for probably 25. So let's try London. We had a lot of friends there. We'd opened the new spa there. So it was cool. It was nice. And we wanted to have kids. And it's quite human there. Yes. You know, lots of outdoor space. Yes. And so it's, and it's nice to be Still close to Europe. Still have city though. Da, da, da. Yes, yep. city. And we can come back and forth. You know, it's so easy now. Just to yeah. go macro as we've got micro. When people ask you, because you've had so much success in your entrepreneurial career, when people ask you like, what stands out, what's worked, what's your advice, what are your go-tos? Like if you, if like a family friend, if you were like, if this weekend you went out on Memorial Day mm-hmm. and like somebody, you know, like yeah. a young person, yeah. guy or gal comes to you and says, I want to be an entrepreneur, what are your go-to, like what are your top things? Probably two. Please. One, there's no shortcut. There's never a shortcut. There is no way around it. You just gotta work and sacrifice. And real quick, okay, to three. build, okay, before we get to two and three. <laughs> I might forget them. Do you feel like, don't worry, you'll remember. Do you feel, yeah. go ahead, finish. Okay, yeah, I sometimes. I get it, I do the same like, thing. And, and I, then Honestly, then that's why I let like, you do it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I would forget, so go. Yeah, okay, go so if you choose one thing, it means you can't choose the other, right? Now, people don't seem to get this. Oh, I get it. Okay, so there's this book called The Road Less Traveled. Did you read it? No, I don't read shit. It gets a little bit, like it's but sort it, of but I you know, religious at the end, say. but when you get to page 26 or something, there's him telling a story about how he chose to do something and then didn't have enough time to do something else and was complaining to his professor because he chose to do something when he actually didn't have to do it. And the professor pointed out to him that this was your choice. You can choose anything you want. So if you choose A, you probably can't get B. If you choose B, you can't get A. Choose one and then don't bitch about it. That's kind of it, right? You've got to understand there's a sacrifice with every choice. You want to open a business? You may not have a glamorous pad or a a car or be able to go out all the time. You may have no social life. This is your choice, but you don't get it all and don't waste time complaining because that doesn't get you anywhere either. And it's a big drain. It makes you really boring. I forgot number three. What's number three? Okay, we had one, I don't know, it'll come to me. Yeah, ask me something else. Listen, I think I think that I couldn't be a bigger buyer of what you're putting down. I remember. Let's go. Okay. Don't sell it if you're not going to buy it yourself. Right? So how many of us have sold something that actually if it was your money you would not buy yourself for that price, that item. And if you won't, you cannot it's not going to do well. If it's not good enough, don't do it. Just wait. 
Wait. Nothing makes me happier than than legitimately giving advice I've taken. And I think about it the same way. Yeah. Like, I agree, because you'll it, the intent of the whole thing is dead yeah. if deep down you know it's not something you would buy. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. People always ask me, they're like, you're such a good salesman. I'm like, because I believe so fucking much in yeah. what I'm selling. Yeah, if you like your stuff, if you would buy your stuff, if your house is full of your own stuff, it's good Eating stuff. Eating your own dog food. Yeah, you have to. Why I do you expect other people to eat? I believe yeah. it. I believe it. Yeah, it's that simple. Yeah, that, I agree. And you gotta be willing to work. Like, what, What's your take on the current state of entrepreneurship? It's become so cool. This yeah. was not as cool as when you and I were coming up the game. I, you know, I found it cool because that was just a nice fit for myself. It was myself. a creative outlet for you. Yeah, and it just felt like the only possibility because okay. I would never really see things the way, I mean, I did. I, I, I think I misspoke earlier in that I said I never had a job. When I was a teenager, I worked in a restaurant and I worked at a gym. Okay. So I did work for yep. somebody, yep. but I never quite agreed with the way that they executed. And I was like 17 and that was killing me that we were not doing things properly and I was just the aerobics teacher. So it's so much easier for me and it leaves me so much more at peace if I can make my own decisions and then execute, you know. It's the same reason you've never taken money. I suppose so. I don't know because I've never I taken know. money. It's why you have it. Yeah. Well, if you, you can- know, You have to understand, you, this is, I feel such a kinship towards you like, I don't want the money, I want the freedom. Yeah, and to do something beautifully and just know that it's the right thing and be able to feel excited about it. Because when stuff is pure and you feel like you have given it all and there was no compromise and you didn't have to fake and it's just right, that you, you know, when you give, it makes you feel great, right? No shit. Like, you don't even care about the results. You know what's great? You about, gotta stay. You know, you gotta eat. Yeah, you don't want to go out of business. It's gotta be viable. But yeah. but you know what's so fascinating about giving is so many people think they give, but what they're actually doing is manipulating. Yeah, I a lot of people say to me, Gary, I give. I go, no, you don't. I go because I know you, and you tried to give to me. What you were actually doing was you were trying to get something from me, and you made pretend you were giving to me to get what you wanted from me. Damn. That, you have to think really hard to even get through that. But it's actually very simple. Like I genuinely believe the reason giving is so powerful is so few people actually give without expectation yes. that when you taste it, you're, it's intoxicating. Yeah. People are always like, everyone's so drawn to you. I'm like, because I'm fucking giving. Yeah. Like it's not super complicated around here. Like because I'm giving. It costs nothing. Right? When it's your natural framework, when yeah. you're capable, when you have, when you're like, there's so many things that go. Like, it's practice yep. though, come on, it's practice. It's, everything's practice. Everything's practice. Everything's practice. Yeah, which, you know, we're uh, like spirit animals. A hundred percent, everything is practice. You By the way, that, if you're watching right? on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, please put your phone number in. Andy's gonna grab some questions, but as you can see, I'm enthralled in this conversation. What, uh, on your current business. Yeah, beauty pie. I, yeah, I wanna talk about that because yeah. the way you, it's interesting. I wonder if you've talked about your other businesses this way. I always wonder if the one, as you kind of structured it in the way you were talking, is the one the one that just happens to be current for entrepreneurs or is the, like, I don't know. It was interesting when you said it. I'm like, oh, I wonder how I think about that. Yeah. Um, why do you think this was the mother load, the one? You know, it's, when you can do something and build a business, and this is Beauty Pie, my yep. latest business, yep. which is like a giant buyer's club for people who love luxury beauty products. And what's a buyer's club? Educate us all. So a buyer's club is when you, you go in with a group. So there's a large group of people, all members of a club, who can buy direct from a source without paying for middleman or marketing yep. or, or any retailer markups. Yep. Um, and that's my definition of a buyer's club. But they're not reselling it, it's, or is it? 
No, they're not reselling. They're These just, are end users. So yep. our members are the end users of the product. And I worked in the beauty industry for such a long time. And what I realized, you know, over so many years of doing it, the spa was incredible because you're putting your hands on somebody and really changing how they feel. And yes. you can really transfer an energy to them. And that's worth money. That service is worth payment, right? Um, and for everybody who worked in the spa, it, it, it felt like a, a good exchange and a fair exchange. In cosmetics, and especially when you get to more expensive cosmetics or the luxury types, the and where, does, where does that start? At what price point, just for less, well, you less know, knowledgeable? Listen, what's luxury to some people, that's right? right? It could but be what, a $50 face cream up to a $200, up to $300, $400 face yep. cream. Generally, the cost of goods on something like that I'm aware. is about 8%. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because you let's do easy math right if you're selling to a retailer and the retailer is selling that cream for a hundred dollars right 60 of it goes to the retailer so then you back out everything else the marketing the free samples the middleman the celebrity whoever you pay it. blah 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 eight percent so a woman who is buying or a man who is buying a hundred dollar cream is getting an eight dollar cream because of all of this stuff in the middle that doesn't do anything better for their face. And what I realized after- So how is this different than a direct-to-consumer brand that may make those, obviously all the DTC explosion. Yes. How is this buyer's club con concept? Different. Yeah. Yeah, well A, we're transparent. So we actually show customers exactly how much it costs to make the product. So you flat can- Flat out. Flat out, everything. Here's exactly what the package costs, the formula that goes into it, the packing, safety testing, et cetera, et cetera. And then they can buy up to a certain amount each month of product based on which membership they chose. But we never value so the membership the they have to pay backwards. for as well? Yeah, Similar well, to Costco? Yeah, it's like Costco. It sounds like it. It's like Costco, but people always say, it's not like Costco. Don't say it's like Costco. I'm like, well, it's that's not like Costco in America. The, peop the people that are trying to tell you to not they say that. They don't understand Costco. No, they're people who are, are ideological, not executing. But Costco is amazing. So imagine Costco, right? Filled with amazing Costco's, luxury beauty uh, stuff. Costco's amazing to you and I yeah. as a business model. They're speaking in very layman's terms of like, don't associate with Costco because it's Costco, discount. But it's not discount. I know it's not. They have fucking bolts in everybody, there for like $80,000. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And everybody's in there <laughs> with their Range Rover. So and people pay I mean, for membership. They pay for you're, membership. You're authentic with what the cost is. Yeah, now, does the actually pay the cost of the product. Because the membership covers your yes, margin. the membership covers your it. margin. It's so easy. And so it's- The end. Of, yeah. But come on, okay, now look at it this way. So, imagine- Is there any added value or is access the, to buying the product what they're paying for? It's access. And then they have limits based on which but level Costco of membership. But Costco actually makes margin on their products. We they're don't. not just, you don't. Well, here's why. Please. I didn't want to make it a margin game because that it eliminates the purity of it. So, Did you consider flat out showing people that you were gonna make a 6% margin on it um, in transparency? Because that was the no, other thing that I no, thought about no, because, when you were talking. No, because I want people to know exactly how much it costs. I do not want to ever get into this margin game where there is a motivation to go back into it because the way cosmetics work, it, it's always the same I got thing. It. I got you it. want a $50 cream? Oh. By the way, it's not just cosmetics. It's every fucking brand. It's every, but cosmetics I started is just, the, I started Empathy Wines for the same reason. Yeah, I suppose. I cut out all the stuff crazy. in the middle. Now, we're I mean, making a margin yes. on it because we don't have the membership component, but I love what you're doing, not to mention Every single person in here who's listening right now is like, oh, I'd like, like anybody here, right, who maybe not into cosmetics, but there's something else is saying, oh, cupcakes, oh, hats, yeah. oh, you know, shampoo, like, I like that. I like knowing exactly what it cost and 
the app, now what's interesting is you'll be able to build on top of the membership if you choose to over time. In terms of? Well, right now Are the you value. Com- you're coming in. Well, no, I'm not it's coming in. Come I'm in just, I'm brainstorming because I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't help it because I love it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, you're right, I can't yeah. help it. You have a business where the value to pay for the member, what are the membership level? 10, 20, 30 a month. And right. it allows you to buy, you know, this Got X, it. Y, or Z. Right, so I'm paying $120 a year for the ability to buy things that cost. Yeah. That, you know, and Normally it's up to you. Normally would be 10 Correct. times cost. Correct, and it's up to you to deliver a product that I like yep. in that variable. What I'm thinking is, that's going to be a very valuable proposition and that a lot of people are gonna be excited about I it. think so. And so what you're able to do over time though is now you have millions of people subscribed to the membership. We now, can actually get them better prices. Of course. And we've done that already with like a lot of stuff is now half the price it was at the you're beginning. Using your volu- you're using your volume. Uh, yeah, faster and we always just go for the best what, stuff. What you can do next gets really interesting though. Whether it's events, whether it's like there's Pop-ups. a Pop-ups. You have unlimited access because you have first party data at scale of end consumer. Whoever's closest to the customer wins. Yeah, I think so. You, you created... get so much out of it, and they get so much out of it. And the beautiful thing here is they win. Let's get a call in. We win. I love it. It's amazing. So this started two years ago. Yeah, we just started. You launched a little in small. the UK. We launched in the UK, and then we also we have a warehouse in the US. We are set up Super and large. ready to go. Yeah, yep. yeah, just and, starting. And did it did it did it click instantly? Did you know right away? How did it go? No, actually, you know what? People couldn't believe that that's what cosmetics really yep. cost to make. Yeah, and so, so they, they assumed st- that the product wasn't as good. Yeah, mm-hmm. now they're learning. Now they're learning. It the takes a little always, while. I guess you can't be so. The, the truth does, and the like the pure, the pure, you know, doing the right thing, right, is always going to win in the end. So <laughs> almost verbatim what I talk about. Oh, sorry. Well, no, not sorry. <laughs> it's making me love you so much. Who's this? Michael from Minnesota. Hello. Michael, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Hey, Gary. This is Michael. How are you? (laughs) Good, sir. How are you? I'm extremely, extremely well. Thanks for calling in, and please say hello to Marcy. Holy. Hi, Michael. Holy shit. Hi. Hello. How are you? How's it going? Great. Good. How are you? (laughs) You have a question? I'm going to move it along. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm going to be real fast. So, I'm 23 years old. Okay. Um, I'm from the Philippines four years ago, came to the United States, um, finished school and stuff like that, but I'm planning to go to the military. Great. And I'm contemplating between sales or go to the military to pay for college and then build a business from there. So, are you going to the military so you don't have college fees? Yes, sir. Yeah. And are you, right now, you my are. Parents, you're, my, my parents are definitely not going to pay for my shit. I totally so. understand. <laughs> and are you currently in college, or are you in high school? About you're 23, you said. So with the moving from the Philippines, I just want to get. Yep. So you've gone to college already and caught debt, and the way to clean that debt is to go I, to the military. I'm I did. Sure. I did one year of college. I'm but, listening. Um, I just got enough college credit to start as a high rank in the military. Um, but then again, what I'm doing right now, I have like three fucking jobs, one full-time and two part-time. So the two part-times I'm doing brand ambassador. So basically selling shit like that, talking about the product and you know, so right now I enjoy doing, I enjoy doing sales, but let me ask you a question. I'm worried about, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. You're thinking about going to the military to pay for college for the sake of having a college yes, degree, for the sake of having a college degree. Yes. Yes, sir. All right, just so you know, you're talking to two people here. One who didn't go to college, and Mount, I, might, even, I went to Mount Ida College, which is like, 
I might be the reverse. Like, I, no question, my sixth grade classes in Edison, New Jersey were tougher than Mount Ida College. So, like, you're talking, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm worried that you're putting a college degree on a pedestal mm-hmm. and deciding to go to military to pay for something that actually won't bring you any value other than perception. It may or may not. It may or may not. Yeah, I dropped out of college. Okay. And I'm doing pretty yeah. well. Why do you want to go to college? Let's start with that. Basically, I mean, most likely for security, so yeah. therefore I can get a training from the military and then college. No, no, and, but no, no, no. no. I, I'm, you, I'm seeing it in, I'm, so I went to my girlfriend's graduation, right? Okay. And there's like at least 500 of them graduated, at least 30 grand of fucking student debt. Yeah. Times that by 500, that's like almost two, um, 20 million right there. And I was Go like, ahead. I can't pay for fucking 30 grand of college. So. But what does that have to do with you and why do you want to go to college? Like I said, so it's basically just for securities. I have money going in, and but I'm really not so sure what I want to do in college in the first place. Bro, I'm telling you right now, this is my biggest, you know, you're talking to two people who also love building brands. The great brand yes, that America built and in cahoots with college is college in America. Yeah, I like, agree. If you, if you go back and watch this tonight, watch, watch this, because this is gonna be, lo- you know, watch this 50 times. You have no rationale to, you're literally gonna go to the military to pay for something and spend three years there to pay for something that you have no reason or knowledge to why you want it other than it's the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah, I completely Mm -hmm. agree. I think it's, you know, if you know what you wanna do in college and and it's a path to lead you to where you absolutely wanna go, Great, but if not, just go get a job. Right, Start if you said to me, somewhere. Gary, I okay. wanna be a sports so. agent like your brother, and I want to, that means I have to become a lawyer, yeah. and I have to go to law school, I'm like, ah, that makes sense. Yeah. But you know, in this huge wave right. of entrepreneurship, or sales, or all this stuff, we now live in a world where the biggest companies in the world no longer are requiring a college degree. You know, you can DM your way into a job these days I'm just like I'm. I'm. I hate that kids are going to the military and kids are taking on huge debt to do something that they perceive, like they perceive as fun or the right thing to do. Or this notion that well, I can always fall back on my college degree. What do you not mean? True. It's just not true. not true. Fall back to what? Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, right now I'm doing two brand ambassador jobs, so I go to Walmart, talk to people all day, fucking day. Love. So should I just stick to that, develop a skill, and then move on What you should definitely not do is commit two to three years of your life to the military to pay for a piece of paper that you have no fucking idea what to do with in the first place. You're, literally what you just said to me is I'm 23 years old, and I plan on graduating college at 26, 27, 28, 29 years old, but you have no logic to why you want that piece of paper. Sometimes I think if you just get in there, get a job, stay in your job, try and get a different job, try different things out, right? You're in the market, you find out what you like doing and then you might wanna go to college mm-hmm. later. You or your parents or your girlfriend or your girlfriend's parents or some TV show you watched 11 years ago put the idea of college on a pedestal and you're still acting on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And the military is a big risk, isn't it? Sure is. Yeah. Like anything can happen. Yep. I mean, it's just real life. I mean, yeah, forget about the thoughts of like where everybody goes when we say that. Like, fine. Like, obviously, world mm-hmm. wars aren't popping out every day. Forget about that. And military, by the way, 
I love the military. I'm sure it can bring a lot of discipline and things of that nature. I love the military. I love college. I love entrepreneurship. I just love self-awareness more than all three. Mm-hmm. So like when, when you do Q&A and I can ask you this question, you have no answer. Yep, yep. I agree. This is good. This is why I, I, I'm excited. Like I don't think the college degree as a backup plan is as big of a deal as you think. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to think about that. Okay. I think that's a great, well thought through answer. Thank you. You are so right. Thank you. All right, brother, take care. Let's get one more, I'll take that one. You know, it's interesting. And and listen, you and I grew up in an era where the degree did carry more weight. I suppose so, I mean, like, and I'm thinking forward, not backwards. I can make a statement I'm very confident of. Look, college is right for some people, it's not right for some people, there's a million things. I will say this, the brand of a college degree is not increasing in our society. No. It is decreasing. The end. Supply and demand, right? Supply and fucking, see? God, I love you. Fuck. We are similar. Like, honestly, it's that basic. Like, I don't think you and I are some incredibly crazy entrepreneurs. We just understand basic shit. Very practical. Practical. Adam? Hey, Adam. It's Gary Vaynerchuk. Say hello. Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm I'm excellent. How are you? I'm super well. What's your question for Marcy and I? Oh, my question is, so I'm I'm building my version two for my platform. Yeah. I'm listening. Don't listen to the uh, don't listen to the podcast. Turn that off. We're live here on oh, the radio. You okay, got the okay. delay. All right, I'm sorry. All right, shut it off. No worries. Oh my god, I said radio because that's what they used to say on sports <laughs> yeah, talk. They're like, turn it down. That's so funny. Where your brain goes. <laughs> All right, shut it off. All right, good. We're right here. What's your question, brother? Okay, my question is: I launched a platform to sell your Tesla, and I want to know if I should accept outside funding in the in the form of equity. I've got a I've got an equity company on my ass, or Borrow the money from my, from someone, or just keep struggling and using my sales money, and and to build my version two. Whoa! I think I'd keep struggling and use your sales money to build your version two. Me too. Yeah, try and stay independent as long as you possibly can. And borrowing from a bank, high net worth individual, and definitely taking money from a venture capitalist is not staying independent. Now look, you've got two people here who've never taken funding for their businesses. The only time I've ever had any cash infusion in my business was when AJ and I decided to sell a piece to Steve Ross, but we took every dollar off the table. Not one of those dollars was used to operate. So I don't, I don't like using money to operate a business because I think it creates bad behavior. Yeah, yeah, if it's your it own doesn't money, take a, you spend so differently. Right, and yeah. it doesn't take a hero to lose money every month. No. And everybody's losing money every month. You're preaching. No. No, just suffer right. as long as you can, as but long listen, as you still moving forward. Other people will tell you like you need the capital because you only have a window. I, you know, I don't you know. I'm, like, it all depends. On, like if you're building a business that has a window, you're building something vulnerable to begin with. Yep. Yeah, there's no shelf life yeah. on that. Yep. Yeah, but, but, the, but the money is, is so, it's so alluring. You know? I, I, That's I why fucking that people money. lose. A lot of things are alluring. Uh, Doing cocaine to hook up with chicks is alluring. Can you? <laughs> it's not right. Right. You know, the longer okay. that you operate, I think the longer you operate on your own money, right? The more you learn how to be incredibly responsible with it and be strategic with it. And the, the sooner yeah. that you have too much money, the more wasteful you get with it and you don't think as hard. I think when What's it's your own money and you're money? suffering, you, you think hard. What's alluring about the money, bro? Break it down for me. Educate me. From well, your, from well, your perspective. Gonna, yeah, from your perspective. 
Well, the learning thing about the money is that as soon as I get it, I can I can I can be more more comfortable. I'm I'm I've been living uh, I've been struggling for like a year, and I finally got the platform going. I got sales coming in, but a year a year it's very it's not easy a year. Hey, you gotta yep. you gotta buck up. I struggled for ten years, right? One year okay. is like you are spoiled, yeah. brother. Stop you're being spoiled, brother. You're giving up your business, a piece of your business for, for that a money. year. Think in another yeah. year. Can you suffer for another year? Suffer. Well, you might uh, be three oh, three times as far I'm, ahead. Now I'm just used to living on you know, very little. I got used to living that on. That is the you know, best just, thing I just ever. Got so hungry. Brother, that's the best. I, I used to eat bagels pretty much every day, all day. I don't want to eat food ever again. Who needs I want to. I want to do nothing. I want to like never leave this room. Like, guys, <laughs> like, bro, that's the, if you've gotten used to it, you're about to fuck up your shit. If you're used to it, well, that is a great fat? place to be. I, I got pretty skinny too. You don't know. You really can't eat at all. He can. Like seriously, you've got a phone. What? No, no, I can, I can eat. I, I eat a lot of bone help, broth. Help me here. Help me here. Help me here. <laughs> what do you say? Bone broth. Hip no, and trendy. Bro, on a serious note, like without like humor stuff, because I really want to help you here. Like, yeah. Is like, do you want to take the money? Do you not want to take the money? Like, what's the punchline here? Uh, uh I, I kind of want. I do want to take the money, but at the same point, I'm like, you know, I built this from zero to to. You know, a, a few grand a month now. Why, why just, why bother taking the money? You know, why, why, why? It's like I'm being pimped out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're so early in the process. A year is nothing. Yeah. Like, like you haven't even started. Do you believe in the business long term? Yes, yes, I definitely believe. I'm, I'm just, I'm, my, my sales are going up every day. Is I mean, any, every month. Is anybody pressuring you to take the money that's not you? Mother, father, sibling, spouse? No, girl? no, no, okay. no, no, no pressure. I mean, my, I, I, my, no one's pressure. I have no external pressure. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you listen, I think the longer you can stay independent, the more likely you're building something meaningful. And the value is exponential the longer you can hold on to it without getting any investors in. Okay. Good luck, bro. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we're built from similar cloths. And listen, there's a lot of business that are capital intensive, things of that nature. But I think what I'm overreacting to these days is everybody thinks the only way you can succeed is by raising capital. Yeah. Right? Like that yeah. wasn't, I didn't even hear of that in my, until my early 20s. Everything was maybe you could get a bank loan and maybe not. But and, most likely you got to figure it out and, and save money. And somebody had to co-sign for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't I'm just going to go out there and try and scale something and waste a lot of money. As yeah, we're wrapping up, plan. What, else, what else have we not covered in these couple, like last couple of minutes? Anything you want to talk about? Oh, see, we've talked about Beauty Pie. We have. Um, let's see, we've talked about there being no shortcuts. Yes. Ah. Please. The question of the day? Yes, that will come up, but we're not there yet. Are you asking it or am You're I? You're asking it. Do I have to come up with the question of the day? That is correct. Oh, I thought I had the answer of the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> you that know, could when, be the question. When you think about a question of the day, it's about what is the meaning of life, right? Or, or what is or, the meaning of business? I, you know what's funny? It's either super in the clouds, yeah. or you use the audience as a focus group, Ooh. and you can ask a very simple kind of tactical question that may give you a huge insight into something. I love asking questions for answers because it's insight. Yeah, of course. You know, so, it's insight. What do you Let think the meaning of, wait. What do I think the meaning of life is? Yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm, that's that's too, you know what's so funny? You what? said it earlier quietly while somebody was talking. I think one of the things is we're getting to know each other that we completely connect on is utter practicality. Mm. The meaning of life is like the least practical thing I could ever think of. Oh, but actually it's quite practical. Mm. I think having a North Star is practical. Okay. It, which is different to me than the macro, but it's all how we interpret. Yeah. Here's my thing, the, the, the ambition of my life and the wish that I would have on everybody besides health, because if you're not healthy, it's game over, mm. is genuinely enjoying the process. Evolution however you want to call it. Yeah. I just love the fact that I wake up every morning and I love it, which is why I like the booing, which is like why I love the struggles. To me, the trophies are so not interesting. No. They're just not. No, they're not. They're they just not. They don't mean not. anything. They only mean something if you're insecure and you want to show somebody the yeah. trophy. Yeah. I mean it. You said something earlier like so authentically and it was so pure, which was like, I don't give a fuck what my friends thought about my apartment. I think you said that. No, you said oh, it. Oh, did I? And, and, I, and, and that Bad might be influence, my Bad No, no, you might have not said fuck, but <laughs> I definitely, who cares what they think is the way I think you said yeah. or whatever you said, that's the fucking game. Yeah. That's the game. If you can get Let me there. ask a question. What do you admire out there these days? Because, you know, the more I'm sitting with you, like, I'm like, oh, this is one thoughtful lady. Like, what, what is, what, if I said to you, hot take, Give me three or four things you admire. You could say anything, countries, individuals, brands, business model, like just straight up right now, what's got your attention? You're like, oh, that's, and you may not even have a fully thought through thing. You're like, oh, I wanna explore that a little bit. Like what's got your attention in the world outside of your four walls? Uh, what was his Two name? Minute. Was one it, minute, one is minute. Is it Robert Smith? Robert Smith. Who gave, who paid oh, off the paid off all the student loans, loans. All amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. Okay, that's, that's. I admire um, that because just too. the idea of let's make Love. it easy for some other people Love. and let's hope that they Love. then take that energy and make it easy for the Love. next people and just being able to lift someone up like that. It's so funny you said that. That so caught my attention too. Okay, yeah. what else? Um, What's a product that you love right now that has nothing to do with your world? A product that Caught I your love. attention. Shoot, you know what? I'm so in the middle of my world. I know. It's really hard That's to why think I'm at, about I products because I actually don't look so much at products. I get it. <laughs> Anything you use that you love? Um, what do I use a that I love? A cereal, a drink, God. A, a shampoo. A, well, a, yeah, um, yeah um, my AirPods. But you know what? I love them. Have but... you guys heard this from me? You know this is like my... Okay, but wait, we have no, to that feel was a bit spooky of, as fuck. Wait, we gotta like literally, I ask this question when I do dinners, and, you and my plus. answer for the last year and a half has been this. Okay. No, no, really, that's fucking crazy. You've heard that in some of the dinners? Yeah, but wait, wait, didn't you read the whole argument against AirPods? Cancer to the head? No, oh. it was more about how they're, <laughs> they, they, the batteries don't recharge, right? And they only oh, last for X amount of time, no, and then fine. they're gonna become landfill and blah, 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 it's blah, blah. It's the only thing Tim Cook's done well under his I watch. I love those so much, they change your life. I mean it. I bought them for everybody in the office for Christmas because they were Smart. so good. Smart. I mean, really, you feel free, what, what, but you can communicate. What else? What co do you consume content? Do um, you watch, listen to anything? I do. I watch do Ted. Watch? Ted? Yeah, I listen to podcasts like How I Built This, Freakonomics. I listened to yours because I had to prepare for this. <laughs> I, <laughs> and it was good. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, there's tons of podcasts that I listen to because there's just so much interesting like information. I love Ray Dalio. He's amazing. Okay. That's it, right? That. If you're gonna be an entrepreneur, go listen or read that book. Yeah. At, like, at least once a year. Makes a lot of sense. Right? Just to remind yourself what's really important and what the truth is. I'm really, 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 really looking forward to getting to know you better. Likewise. I really, really like where your head's at. Question of the day. You Question get to ask it. Oh, it was gonna be what was the meaning of life? And then that's it. Thank you so much for being on the show. What a pleasure. Yeah, super Thanks enjoyed it. Me. You keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them. <laughs>